0: Everyone and welcome back to another episode of These Are the Voyages. I'm the captain, Captain Chase McKinney, and joining me for another go are you know just a bunch of prodigies in my life, my dear friends, Commander Eric and Lieutenant Commander David. How you fellas doing? Doing good. Oh yeah. Yeah, doing good. Well, that's that's exquisite right there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We're back to this this thing again, this stick again?
0: Yes. Yes, we are, because time travel.
1: Oh, is that what? At?
0: Time travel. Because David loves a good wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey adventure. That's for dang sure. He mm-hmm. lives for it. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm.
2: Right. Well, time I day mean, day you everybody. know,
1: maybe this episode, like, put an end to some of the time discussion. Did which, it, though? I mean, maybe...
0: <laughs> You're hoping. Both of you are hoping that.
1: I'm hoping this back these back ten episodes. Why can't listen, why can't we just call this season 2? Why does this have to be season 1 part C? Right? Cuz it's season 1 part A, season 1 part B, and now this is season 1 part C. Right? If you go to or whatever, if you go to Memory Alpha, it's like season 1 part 1, season 1 part 2. Season one, part three.
0: Wait, there's and a hey, season we've one got part all three. The,
1: yeah, and we've got all the all the episode names, all the
0: episode titles. Whoa, 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 Back, hold on. This this is like, this is a freaking black alert right here. Wait, there's gonna be a season one part three, dude.
1: This this is season one part three.
0: Oh, dadgum, you're right.
1: Cause it was season one part season one <laughs> part right. one those I first was... five episodes. <laughs> it was season one part two, the second five episodes. That's true. And now this is season one part three, and we've like I said we've got all the episode it's... titles.
0: As long as we don't have season one part four, I'm good. Like I don't need a uh, season one. I mean, why theme. can't
1: this just be season two? Why can't we just call it that?
0: <laughs> Maybe that should be the next Twitter poll. How many of you would like for this to be just season two? Yes, no.
1: I mean it would make more sense.
0: I mean I mean guys, I mean we'll we'll I mean guess we'll get to that in a, in a little bit.
1: I mean it feels like the last episode that we talked. I know we're skipping our how you do and get to know each other. But like <laughs> that last it. episode, a moral star, felt like the end of a season.
0: It did. It had a nice little little bow on it, for sure.
1: It really did.
0: Yeah, and, like, okay, I'll just get to it. Guys, like, this episode, right, like, it dropped just recently on October 28th, 2022. Do you know when the first episode dropped without looking at our handy-dandy spreadsheet that we have?
1: October 26th, 2021.
0: Okay, I'm sorry. This episode dropped October 27th, 2022. Episode one of Prodigy dropped October 28th, 2021.
1: I went, I went the wrong way. <laughs> I, did, I went back instead of forward.
0: <laughs> it's the same thing in Prodigy, dude. There's like plenty of time travel and like weird star dates, so you're fine. Dude, like the first episode was a year ago. A year ago. So yes, I am in the camp with you, Commander that this should be season two by all accounts or when this started it should have been
2: i guess i don't really i mean we've talked about it a little bit though in, in the past where we've had multiple shows you know sort of stacked up against each other we're gonna cut this one go into the next one come back to this one later um i don't really understand that strategy all that much No, It doesn't make a a darn bit of sense to me Yeah I know I said it last time That was a mistake whoever made that decision Yeah I think so
1: (laughs) Well I I don't think that's going to happen here Because as far as I know The next show that's premiering is Picard season 3 Which we know is February We haven't gotten a date But we've been told February 2023 And if you count 10 weeks From when this started You get to like December 29th so it looks like there's gonna be like at least a month off,
0: which is weird. To
1: which, which will be weird considering us that last year we went forty eight straight weeks without a break.
0: Tell tell us how you really feel about this, Eric. Tell us. No, how you no I mean,
1: forty eight straight weeks was exciting, right? It's <laughs> gonna feel odd. I I feel like we're we're into it, right? Taking a, a month off at least is gonna feel a little strange.
0: It is. It is. But hey, we'll still see each other and like.
1: Unless they like, unless they like, you know, you know, drop something on us unexpectedly. Like, hey, here's Discovery season five. Boom. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's Strange New World season two.
0: Yeah. Yay. Uh, well, Yay. <laughs> and then surprise in the spring. Hey, here's uh, Strange New World season three.
1: Yeah, we can just we'll can Discovery season five.
2: Oh no, you know that's coming.
1: Well, I think they view that as the flagship show, so that has they to do. that has to so yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Wow. Cool. cool. Well, I know it's just movie. been uh it's been a couple days um, since we sat down and chit chatted about um, the season finale of Lower Decks, but anything uh, fun, exciting for Anything fun exciting happened for you folks um, over the weekend?
2: No, not cool. at all.
1: No, it's pretty chill. Just you know, hung out in at home, uh, watched some scary movies. Right.
0: Cool. You know, because cool. it's
1: that time of year.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Had
1: to had to turn the lights on for for at least one of them. <laughs> Couldn't that's watch cool. one of them in the dark.
0: <laughs> okay, okay, that's uh, that's a fun <laughs> question, right? Because like this is like you know halloween time right um do y'all have like a favorite like scary movie or just like a favorite like scary movie like series i guess that you like really enjoy watching around this time of year? or just in general i suppose
1: i i personally i love i love the scream series i know it's not like especially scary and i know it's like a comedy in a certain sense i mean that was how they got an r rating i don't know if you know like when they were trying to get scream first out there they kept sending it to the ratings board and it kept coming back nc-17 and they're like what do we gotta do to make this not be nc-17 and the one of the stepped in he's like i'll take care of it and he came sent it to them and they came back r-rated like, like what did you tell what did you tell these people they, he said don't think of it as a horror movie think of it as a comedy boom r-rating <laughs> well, I mean, I, I love the Scream series. There's only one only the third one is the only one I would call a bad movie. Um, but you know, we, we watched like the, the the Halloween ends right. That was, we had we got the Peacock, so we could watch Halloween ends, and we could watch so we could watch Yellowstone as well. Because for some reason it's not on Paramount Plus, which makes no sense to me at all
0: yeah we, we...
1: <laughs> but anyway that's, yeah. a, that's a story for a different time but we watched yeah. Halloween Ends we watched Insidious I'd never seen it I don't know if you've seen that one nope it's a it's a series it's a it's got multiple movies in its series okay but to answer your question Chase I love the Scream series
0: okay okay that's that's me too dude like I love 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 the Scream series like it's, i don't find it particularly terrifying or scary or anything like that it is funny um i i kept telling Michelle that it's my favorite like horror series of if you consider it horror i guess um and she finally came around to watching I think we watched like the first one close to a year ago and then um recently uh, on Friday night we watched it uh we watched screen two and she enjoyed that and we just uh, were just uh finishing up scream three recently and yeah like scream three is just kind of meh to me. Like I could be okay never watching it. Just like just like how angsty Sydney is. I mean for good reason. But even like where she is like before Scream Three and where she is after Scream Three, it just seems kind of weird like the the character space that she occupies in Scream Three. So it just seems—I don't know—it just seems kind of weird. But yeah, I, I love—I love the Scream series. Like that is the one horror um, genre film that I and series that I will watch uh, without any issue.
2: So how about you, David? <clears throat> um, can I? I'll just say Scary Movie one and two. Yeah. They were scary, right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not—I'm not really big in the horror genre. I don't—I don't know. I mean, like I. I remember the original scream and it was it wasn't a bad movie i usually find them cheesy and i mean probably mainly because when i was a kid my dad and me watched a lot of very cheesy like horror movies and stuff like uh was like phantasm um hellraiser things like that that i probably mm-hmm. shouldn't have been watching uh
1: he isn't when isn't child, uh, isn't um, Andrew Robinson the guy who played Garrick one of the main characters in Hellraiser?
2: I think I think dear, that's no. I think he is. I don't know. I, I just uh, I mean I, I like a I like a good like thriller like a murder mystery thriller thing. But uh, the the horror genre I don't know it peaks into a lot of different things and a lot of them I'm just not I'm not fans of. I'm especially not a fan of like gore. Yeah, you don't like the the hostel and the saw. No, it's uh, no. It, I I don't I don't really like thinking about the worst of human nature all that much, even though it's totally mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But most horror movies, I'm just like, I feel like this could just be solved with a gun. <laughs> 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 like, have you
1: have you ever? Se- it's like a it's a uh, is it? A, it might be a Geico commercial or something. Um, but it's like, it's like these. It's like it's oh, I, it takes yeah. place in a horror movie yep. and they're like they're like a bunch of scared people running from the killer and they're like, Why don't we just get in the running car? Yeah. Are you crazy? That's stupid. <laughs> Let's, Let's head hide for the, behind the chainsaws. Let's hide behind the chase. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then they're like they're like, Head for the cemetery <laughs> When you're in a horror movie, you make bad decisions. Yeah it's what you do
2: but that's why i like I, I actually genuinely do like the first two scary movies with the waynes brothers because they made fun of all of that stuff so much it it, they genuinely made me laugh after that it got a little goofy but
1: yeah i would i would argue the first scary movie is pretty pretty solid
0: yeah, yeah. i would I w- so i was just <laughs> looking this up so with um, um our boy garrett andrew robinson he so he home. uh he, play, he played a bunch of psycho roles. He played um, uh, this guy, uh, a, a barber in Child's Play 3. Uh, the character uh, Frank Cotton in the skin of Larry Cotton. Um, uh, Robin, he was the actual character in Hellraiser.
1: He was the, he was the killer in the original um, Dirty Harry movie. Oh, wow. Okay.
0: So, yeah. There we have it.
1: We have we have what about the Chucky movies? Do you like the Chucky's?
0: No, I had ni- no? I, I, I had nightmares like with Chucky when I was a kid, man. So this is a, a, a kind but of... But like Brad Dourif, if you like him, don't you? I, I, I love to be scared by him, man. Like, he <laughs> just plays like creep, <laughs> like make your skin crawl characters. Like even the freaking Betazoid that he played in Voyager. Man. Like, yeah. Give me the heebie-jeebies so but so i have a an awkwardly uh funny story about like uh, a scary movie so um we were i I was still living in michigan at the time and uh, my older cousin wanted to go see um the oh my goodness what is it called um the, the guys that stand out of the store and clerks. Um,
1: Jay, and Jay and Silent Bob. Jay and
0: Bob. Thank you. Thank you. We went to go see the Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back movie, um, but we neither one of us were 17 at the time. So my cousin somehow convinced my dad to take us. So, like, the movie starts off with them singing like this F bomb song. So it's like yeah. that for like two or three minutes straight or something like that. And my dad is like, what is this crap? And <laughs> so he grabs us and he's like, We're out of here. And um, like we we he somehow convinced someone to like exchange our tickets. Um so we ended up trading our tickets in from that movie to Jeepers Creepers.
1: <laughs> Cause that was an upgrade. Better,
0: I know. <laughs> I know. And I think I had nightmares for like a week. Or something after seeing that movie, and I was like, "Yeah,
1: that's a that's a scary one."
0: Jeep truly. Neighbors. Oh, and by the way, um, it takes place. The first one takes place in Michigan, where we live. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure, like, I somehow convinced myself that these kids were coming, like, they were in like Lansing, and they were like coming home to like Owasso or something like that, like with all like the, the farm stuff that was going on, and I'm like. This crap is like right down the road from where i live
1: what like, is it you know like you know, in the in the in the early 2000s there's that movie called the mothman prophecies i don't yes. know if you remember that it was a really bad yeah. movie anyway i went and saw it in the theaters and and you know younger there can be some creepy moments right but it, seeing it now i'm sure it would be terrible and not scary at all but i remember why there were like a bunch of like documentaries on tv at the same time you know like the real mothman thing right <laughs> and like those documentaries were actually creepy like some of like the images that they showed but i think what made it worse is that like joel taylor yeah joel Taylor, he was from that town where all that stuff happened and he was like he would talk about it and the stories he would tell those things were creepy
0: truly (laughs) truly Oh, good grief! And everyone called
1: for like a solid year. He got the you know everyone called Joel Joel Mothman.
0: Yeah, yeah, and like when we, we would get like our hats embroidered for like different events, and didn't his say like Mothman? on I think on the one back of them of it?
1: did. Yeah, most said Mothman on it.
0: Oh my gosh, oh, I miss him. Yeah, I miss, I miss Joel. All right, well, enough of that. Enough of that. Happy Halloween, everyone. <laughs> Happy Halloween. <laughs> Um, y'all want to go ahead and get into it? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, everyone. This is your red alert as so we go into spoilerific territory. If you haven't watched the episode, get after it. Otherwise, keep on listening. We talk about Star Trek Prodigy Season 1. Can you believe it? Episode 11, Asylum all right yeah so we are you know like i said like episode one first dropped um that would have been um october 20 um 28 yeah 2021 we're here Mm -hmm. a year later still in season one and um this episode kicks us off uh with um with just a brief little captain's log which is great start eight six one two zero nine point five and um, we've left tarz lamora for good and we're we're looking to do some good basically
1: yeah but like did we have to recreate the star trek into darkness opening sequence like,
2: did- that's kind of what i was thinking too actually <laughs> i mean it's like yeah. did we is
1: this not like the exact same thing <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, hey, let's recreate the opening scene from the worst Star Trek movie ever.
0: Whoa, shots fired, everyone.
1: I mean, I'm pretty sure it's your lowest-ranked Star Trek movie, isn't it, Chase? Yeah.
2: Probably Tell me on the doll, where did they touch you? <laughs> <laughs> God. Jeez, Eric.
1: God, I just I don't like that movie.
2: Me think- either. Yeah,
1: that's why I knew Chase didn't like it. I'm not Me sure if I've heard David's perspective on Star Trek Into Darkness. Oh, we could do oh. that. We could do that at a different time. But literally, I'm sitting there, I'm watching this. It's like, <laughs> really? This is like Star Trek Into Darkness. Yeah, I mean, okay. And then we even get scolded. You almost broke the prime directive.
0: Yeah, I just I thought I'd skip over like the mermaids <laughs> and the, the whale thing for a second.
1: I mean yeah. I get it. They're trying to do some good, right? So they can like, look at our log. Look at all the good things we did.
0: I mean, they did steal a ship.
1: Did they steal a ship? Like like <laughs> like like it. did they? Like It was it was lost, it was, in town, right? It is it is legitimate salvage. Like in The Expanse, this is a freight like they take command of a Martian warship, right? I know not, none of you have watched The Expanse. You need to. It's really amazing. But anyway, The crew, they take command of a Martian warship, and the Martians say it's stolen, but they claim it's legitimate salvage. Like, we Mm -hmm. found it out here, right? Mm -hmm. It's legitimately ours to take. I kind of feel like that's what I would think about the Stargazer here. Like, this thing has crashed on a planet. We found it. We unburied it. It's legitimate salvage. We did not steal it.
2: Yeah, It it is a little... I guess I would chalk it up to them just being young, you know, because at the end of the day, if you have, if you run into, you know, a reasonable Starfleet officer, it's like, yeah, you know, we, we found it. These were our adventures and we're bringing it back to you. We might've done a few little tidbits around the way, but I, I don't know. I guess I don't, I, I think it's more of the, uh, the room to grow here for these uh, for these characters that they think they still did something really bad.
1: Yeah, mm. and, and I feel like that was like Dal's hesitancy early on. It's like we don't want to go back to Starfleet because, you know, he was his experience, were like people treated him poorly, right? And for everyone sure. wanted to take advantage of him and ship him off, and he got sold by the person he thought was his mentor. But now he like he's grown, and we felt I felt like we were at the point where Dow realizes, "Hey, Starfleet's probably not gonna be upset at us when we bring this ship back."
0: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we we've done this like pseudo voyage home. My my wife actually um, turned out turned to me while we were watching it together. She's like, "Hey, it's the one with the whales." <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we. Did we've, you we've ask d-
1: her what number movie that was?
0: I did not. I just laughed and oh. just left it at that. Okay. So, um, so yeah, we've we've done like the mer- we've done the mermaid whale relocation, Janeway scolding the right way versus the Janeway thing, cool. Um, and we're on our way to um, um, a relay station to connect with Starfleet. Yeah, um, the
1: farthest relay station ever.
0: I want. I just want to know like. The proximity of this relay station was it CR two seven one to Starbase eighty. That's what I want to know.
1: Well, there's only one guy on here. I yeah, like
2: Lieutenant JG something or other.
0: Well, Lieutenant JG. <laughs> oh, oh, who's Lieutenant forgetting names
2: JG. now, Eric? Huh? Who's forgetting <laughs> names now? Huh? What's it? What's the name? Hey, this guy is not a returning character.
1: That lady that archaeologist lady what's her she name was is? a returning character petra she was a returning character okay fine. this guy we're we're not 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 gonna see him again
0: we, we we're might. not going to huh
2: we could see him
0: he'll he'll be there <clears throat> yeah so yeah okay. he's a he's a he's either a full-on lieutenant jg or he's a provisional jg Right, and he's he, a
1: Denobulan, right?
0: Yeah, and yeah, he has a Denobulan. Yeah,
1: I just was making sure I knew that from the animation, because like, if you didn't tell me Jankum was a Tellarite, I wouldn't know Jankum was a Tellarite. Yeah,
0: just like if you hadn't told told you that the those purple California raisin things on Discovery were Klingons, you wouldn't have known they were Klingons.
2: Exactly. No, of course we knew what those were. Come on, Discovery did that totally right can we not bring up old wounds david <laughs> can we just leave
1: that in the past where I like, wings?
2: i like <laughs> kicking dead horses and poking overly aggressive bears it's fun <laughs>
1: <sighs> so anyway 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 as we're heading to this relay station we have to remember that um Gwyn, I almost forgot her name there. Wow.
2: Whoa.
1: <laughs> I, I don't know what's Whoa. wrong with me. Gwyn has lost her memories from, like, kind of gazing into the comm on Dal when Zero was doing his Medusa thing, or their Medusa thing, right? Yes. And so Gwyn doesn't know what her, the Diviner told her that the the protostar is a weapon Mm -hmm. right when Starfleet welcomes it back it will attack them right and Mm -hmm. that's that's Mm -hmm. his goal to save his home planet Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and
1: so we're trying to get Gwyn to remember and there are glimpses of this like she's she's trying and Zero's trying to help her but she doesn't have her memory back
0: yep and um So, on the relay station, you know, like, they, there's been, like, this thing, yeah, like, you, I think you're, you're alluding to, but, like, just the fact that, um, there's, there's a lot of gaps in terms of, um, like, connecting with Starfleet, connecting to something bigger than themselves, which I think has been, like, largely, like, the theme from, like, the first season, but just this, like, connection in general, which we've been very, We've been singing the show's praises when it comes to like it actually feel they actually feel like a family like we actually have like character buying character development things like that and getting to this relay station we get like this holographic I want to back up for a second we get this like ho, seemingly holographic like uh, bridge thing to connect to the station that we walk across and uh, we want to we want asylum right and it's it's this um Barnus frex this like lieutenant jg person barnes frex um and like he has to scan like he accepts like their plea to be like of asylum you know we have to scan you for paperwork reasons and this is what i liked about this like i know i know we're kind of backtracking but the fact that oh yeah you're a founding member okay cool thank you for that that nod you're a teller right cool um oh you're a, you're a um what was it a something slimoid worm or something like that for for murph um oh you're you're a brickar. oh well you, but you want to be a, a rock star
1: <laughs> no i want to be a scientist
0: oh what kind there's more, than one? there's more
1: than
0: one yeah i got my work cut out for me <laughs> and that so we get and we finally get to dow right and yeah, we, but I and think
1: like, Gwyn goes first, right? Gwyn
0: does go first. And unknown like,
1: species, unknown yep. species. Yep.
0: And then, but we get we finally get to Dow. And it's like we know who you are. Like there's like a record of knowing who you are. And he's like, "Someone knows who I am. Starfleet does have the answers."
1: But it's not just the, we Starfleet knows who you are. It's like report to Starfleet immediately. Right is what is what it says when he gets scanned. It's like. Bring this guy in right away. Yeah, yeah. For and like for whatever reason, whatever that means. But you know, this is like who who is Dal? He didn't know, and now it's like Starfleet
0: knows. Oh, I, I think I know who it is. And want to take guesses, like who who Dal is? I think it's I think it's Janeway and Paris's
2: child. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Get hitting that fan fiction kind of hard there, huh, buddy? <laughs> Do what I want.
1: <laughs> hey, sometimes fan fiction can spawn a, a series of its own. Spawn, Maybe. huh? I'm looking, at, well, can it can.
0: <laughs>
1: <sighs> I was looking for the right word, but I can't. It's like the 50 Shades. Like, sometimes fan fiction can. something <laughs>
2: on its own. <laughs> <laughs> oh my
1: <laughs> you know that that started as as a fan fiction thing right yeah yeah
0: okay anyway, so, yeah.
1: anyways
0: <laughs> so we're yeah this is where uh, this, everything just goes like so fast after this like just so fast like you were saying like we have like the memory issue with Gwen Zero's like feeling super super guilty about mm. it Let's get and, you fixed.
1: Let's get you, let's go to like the medical center and, and Zero's worried that Gwyn thinks that that he's gonna hurt her more. He's like, I promise you, I will not hurt you.
0: Yeah. And something happens and there's a, a ball that's like under somewhere in the protostar that activates a virus more or less and things on the station start going.
1: Wonky. Yeah, but before that, we get you know we get rock talk. Like there are nine, one hundred and ninety-six branches of science.
2: Oh. Got the work cut out for me.
1: <laughs> and Jenkins, of course, eating hot dogs. I <laughs> just need to eat. I'm royalty. I gotta eat. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I do, just want to say something real quick here. I am kind of, and I, and I hope that it does coalesce into something later, but I am kind of uh, happy that we're putting something potentially in quotation special on Dal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of times when we have this, uh, well, <laughs> whenever we have surprise endings to things, typically yeah. lately yeah. they've been kind of letdowns so I don't want to get like too optimistic, but I do kind of hope that he's something something interesting, like at least make it interesting for us because um, there's been a lot of letdowns when we get to the, the punchline of a lot of our stories and I think with how good this show has been I feel like we'll have a good payoff, but I literally have no idea what that would be
0: I think in all, all seriousness, like one thing I did think is he does seem like he might be like half Talaxian or or some percentage of Talaxian in a way. And even with us talking, I know this is going to seem like a joke, but like part of me is like wondering if he could be um, like um, like a Delta Quadrant like missing link kind of something. Um, like maybe like he's somehow like an origin species for many, if not all, like Delta Quadrant um, alien species or something like that. Um like
1: is he what Chicote was going back out there looking for?
0: That's a very good I mean question. I
1: know we'll get to we'll get to that storyline here yeah.
0: eventually. Or if Um, like I know it was very antagonistic so it probably wouldn't make sense like on the back half unless they did some like weird like weird like gymnastic flippy do stuff to make it work but like maybe somehow like Dal is like the answer to like the diviner species in some way I don't know that would be some weird backflips to make that happen like after all we saw like in part one but I'm just throwing it out there so yeah. But at the I mean, same time, like, you know, Janeway and company, which we will, I mean, we'll get to it, but they don't know who he is. They don't know who the Diviner is. So... No. Okay. So, yeah, like, we're we're just piddling around, getting used to the, the station, and, yeah, this, like, something activates on the Protostar, which triggers a bunch of stuff to go haywire on the relay station, and yeah. virus more or less happens, and...
1: Yeah. And this guy who's who's lieutenant jg denobulan guy <coughs> you, you you attacked my space station my relay like yep. you're the bad guy you brought this ship in and it's it's what caused all this stuff to happen yep. so like yep. you know you're the bad guy forget about forget about you
2: yep seems like kind of a first 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 thought though for like a star trek officer like an actual officer in starfleet i meant starfleet officer doesn't it though like the first immediate assumption you make is you bad <laughs> <laughs> you know don't you because I, I, like again just thinking about it like logically and everything and maybe it's just, just because this guy's been alone for a long time or whatever maybe he's not even a very good officer and that's why he's here that sort of thing you know I guess you could say any number of different things but your first thought is ah no you're bad it's like well oh is there some scientific thing I could look at is there something engineering wise did we uh oh hey uh, did we check the biofilters or just something like that but the first assumption was just a you're bad
0: I honestly whenever both both watch throughs like I watched this twice both time I, both times I watched it I did not think this guy was a legitimate Starfleet officer. Like I I thought he was like,
2: or he was was weird in some, some way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like I think partly because it just stood out so much having both a Starfleet, like legitimate, like commissioned rank and a provisional rank, both on the collar. Like that was like something that was just kind of like weird. And he
1: kept trying to make the joke about the final frontier. It's like, yeah. oh, this is what a Starfleet person would say.
0: Mm-hmm. So, like, part of me is wondering if he could be part of, um, oh, someone help me, um, Dal's like Ferengi Moogie kind of person that we met. Like, if he's somehow connected to her or some kind of um, like guild like that. Where, like you're just like all deception and planting and whatever e stuff. Words are hard. You okay. you know you, you know who I'm talking about though, right? Yeah, of course I know who you're talking about. Okay. But yeah, I really I don't think he's an actual Starfleet officer. Period. It just Holds seems on. so
2: strange to be so hospitable in the yeah. beginning and then just turn on a dime like that and mm-hmm. he might just have been a very bad officer <laughs> and that's I why mean, he's like, out there yeah
0: that's why he's out there I mean everything aside like I, I think if we can just like give some credit cause like I know we all particularly enjoyed it in the um, uh, season uh, th- three premiere of discovery yeah um, we had a lone officer kind of kind of a lone officer on a communications relay station by themselves forever was very happy to see michael burnham and book show up right did not seem like a paranoid mess despite doing the same thing over and over and over again we have the prodigy crew or sorry the protostar crew that shows up and is nice and then is like super paranoid on a dime like what's up with that like besides like it being a maybe a cross species personality kind of thing like that just seems kind of odd
1: well i mean i think i think um uh akita sahio was in a much different situation where like the federation had collapsed and now you see a federation office a legitimate federation officer walk in and you're just like crazy excited where if this person is a, a legitimate Starfleet officer here, he's just been stashed away somewhere and said, Yeah. So I think there's I think there's some some situational difference there.
0: Did did anyone else think it was weird? Sorry if I'm camping out on this too long, but did anyone else think it was weird seeing like just Starfleet command? Flags, like all over the place. Like every every, it seemed like every time you turned your head, you saw a Starfleet Command banner somewhere. And then, of course, you had like the UFP thing, which looked like it was being treated like a shower curtain, like the way that it was draped, like when they were first coming in. You know what I'm talking about?
1: I didn't catch that. No.
0: Yeah, when they're when they're that Hollow Bridge or whatever that is, like you know, like the. Um, they first come in and it's kind of a dark hallway and you see like maybe two on either side of each other and it's like the star it's um, it's Starfleet command like yeah the Starfleet command and then like the um, like the archway just before they enter into the room where um, uh, Lieutenant Frex meets meets them it's this UFP like blue and white flag and I just thought, it, and like even on the outside of the relay station, it just seemed kind of weird that there was just Starfleet Command this. And I'm like, <coughs> it, it, I mean, like, I know that Deep Space Nine was like Cardassian. It was like eventually taken over, right? Um, and I mean, even like Starbase One and like um, uh, K2, whatever it was called, like all these other like starbases that we've been to don't have freaking starfleet command banners all over the friggin' place so like that was just weird to me like that maybe this was like a setup like this had to have been some kind of a setup to make it just look too appealing like i don't know I'm, I'm, yeah but I'm he was really
1: acting weird. like you would think a federation person right. would I'll act like welcome in let me scan you just for the paperwork
0: I mean, honestly, like, the first time I saw, um, like, when I saw this thing, I'm like, oh, cool, this is, like, straight out of, like, full stop. Cool. Got it. We're going to have, like, a <laughs> freaky-deaky automated station that's going to make it into a horror movie. Awesome. Got it. Cool. Okay. No, That's not what happened. Okay. So, Virus. Everything's going haywire. Um, Gwen is in a tank um, trying to get healed, and she's, you know, drowning, basically. People are trying to save her. She uses her magic... Uh, force powers to get her lightsaber and cut the pool open. Cool.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's what more, happens.
0: More more explosions. We're on. We're like on some kind of like bridge. Um, accusations are taking place. We're trying to get beamed out. Hollow Janeway's like, sorry, can't do it. Got to get. You got to um, use the escape pods. Okay, cool. No big deal.
2: Yes, oh, the, 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 the convenient. Oh, the transporters are, are, they're down. We, we can't get you right now. Which I have a
0: problem with here in a second with that, by the way. Um, like there's something like wrong with like an emitter array. Is that, is that what she said? Like an emitter, there's like an emitter array issue yeah, that's going
2: emitters on. are down or something like that. It's either that or something's fused. I have yeah. a problem
0: with that in a moment, but more on that in a moment. Um, Frex is like, screw you guys. I'm out of here. Takes the last pod and gets the heck out of Dodge. Yeah,
1: cool. There's conveniently, there's just one escape pod.
0: Right. Conveniently. Yeah, well, I mean, cause there's only
1: one person stationed on this. So, I mean, I'm okay with there being one escape pod.
2: Mm-hmm. So you were okay with how many, uh, lifeboats the Titanic had. Got it. Eric's okay with there's the Titanic. There's only one
1: number. person stationed on this, <laughs> this relay array. Like there doesn't need look, to be five escape pods.
2: But look, how many redundancies are there in anything Starfleet though? This is true. I know, it's
1: right. Like, it's like on when Miles O'Brien, there's the episode where he's showing the cardassian like engineers like around and what he does. Like, I've got my primary backup and my secondary backup. Why do you need a secondary backup? Well, what if the main power goes out? I'd hate to just rely on my backup so i need the secondary backup
0: yeah exactly (laughs) so what are the chances
1: that your your primary systems and your first backup go out i don't know
0: (laughs) okay well what about this like what about the fact that um we're gonna jump for it we're going out and magically magically there are helmets and ev suits that fit oh i don't know yeah. rock talk
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're they're form-fitting they're like the kind they just adjust to the size yeah, yeah it's like
0: Marty mcfly's jacket yeah. in fact future too. yeah I, I mean i get it for right. the listeners that was for the listeners dude uh-huh. yeah okay um and this is the part that i wanted to ask eric about Um, cause we get out there and things are exploding and we got to get to the ship. Like we're coming to you Janeway. Don't you worry about it for a second, baby girl. We're coming to you. Mm -hmm. And we, we do math or we have like a montage of math.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes we do. It's like rock talk. This is you get to it. It's like, uh, can somebody else, why me? You're your science the science officer. So science it. <laughs> it's like you've done good science to help us in the past. Like, do good science again. We we all it's and it's like this I like we all have faith in you. We all believe in you. We know that you're gonna be able to do this because you've done good science before. Mm-hmm. You've mm-hmm. scienced your our you've scienced us out of situations in the past.
0: So I'm I'm curious, like, there were, like, quite a few, like, recurring, like, formulas that were showing up on the screen. Were, were you, like, were you mathing any of them to see if they were, like, oh, legitimate? Sh-
1: sure, they're all legitimate.
0: Okay, so what does E equals one-half times mass times volume uh, denote? <clears throat> it's not volume, it's velocity. Velocity, I'm sorry. Thank you for that.
1: One-half mass times velocity squared is the formula for kinetic energy.
0: Okay. That's cool. That mm-hmm. showed up twice that I saw was. Yes, it did.
1: Usually, kinetic energy gets written with a T, right? Okay. Okay. What else? What else? do you I don't remember. remember the, that
0: was the only one. I visited, <laughs> that was the only one. Okay. <laughs> I know there were others. But there I'm were others.
1: Like... Hold on. Hold on. There was. There was. Um, momentum. Right. There was a momentum equation. I'm pretty sure there was the conservation of. Uh, conservation of momentum there was uh there was u- universal gravitation there i think there was time dilation in there right i'm just trying to remember what i'm talking yeah definitely definitely some good units that is yep universal gravitation conservation of momentum i don't know what that one is right there yeah, they're all real. Okay. That's some good, good good, solid units in there, too. Good solid. Okay, okay. Right, because good science needs good units. It's not enough to just say five. Five what? Apples? Five apples? Are you telling me the speed is five apples? No, it's just speed.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, she's, like, having to, like do like some on the fly mathing like without paper which is just a total nightmare for me to even think and dream of by the way
2: <laughs> that's why I'm
0: not a mathematician I deal with feelings and thoughts great Um. so I, I wanted to, I did have like I think I have a legitimate question about this so we'll, we'll never know but with the way that she was doing the math and like all the things that she was doing um is it possible that she calculated it correctly like in terms of like the countdown and when to jump but the unforeseen or whatever or the I guess it was seen but just like the variable of like the explosion like did mess it up like in the moment for them not being able to like hit the ship it's yes, entirely,
1: entirely possible.
0: Is that, that's what I was thinking like no I think maybe she did calculate it correctly and because she did and the explosion happened that whatever that would have been considered messed things up
1: but I also think there's a good message here like they you know they they run they jump off and you know there looks like they're gonna make it we're gonna make it now we're coming in too fast we're coming in too fast and they basically they can't hold on and they scrape by the ship but then like Janeway hologram Janeway turns around tractor beams them and and then there's the line I forget who says it but they're like that's why we're a team like you don't have to do this by yourself we're all here and we're in this together right and that's like part of and they don't say this but like that's part of like what Starfleet is about is you don't have to do things on your own right and so I I like the fact that yeah she she didn't do it perfect but it's okay that her calculations weren't perfect because there
2: were other people there to help.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: And the other thing that I <laughs> I also like is that um, sometimes with with animated series, especially if they're positioned more towards kids, because this is uh, it's running on Nickelodeon. I'm correct that, right? So eventually, yes. Gotcha. So <laughs> it's nice to see Rock Talk, who we've already set up with a phenomenal episode and how she learned effectively her science to this point, still going through that and showing her development. And then the other thing to Eric's point that the teamwork is great, but it's also showing that you can fail periodically. They're still not like professionals at this. They're to borrow the term, Mary Sue. There's no Mary Sue's here. They still have the capacity to fail but because they can pick each other up then they can continue to learn which i think is really important um i know that like you know you guys are educators i i'm not and i don't want to be an educator (laughs) that's not my that's not my wheelhouse but i do know a lot of educators out there during Mm -hmm. you know the whole covid thing and everything were very frustrated with with teaching and continuing uh to to try and adapt new ways to teach younger minds and so forth. But I, I also think that what has kind of become more convenient for a lot of television discovery um, is to just automatically have the solution as opposed to, well, we, we try something, we fail, somebody picks us up. We try again, you know, prior rock talk had a, had a, a pivotal part in saving her entire crew. This time, Janeway picks him up. And I think that's uh that's a really nice thing to see them continuing to do in the show.
1: Yeah, and I think that that we saw that all the time in the next generation, you know, is as like great as Data was, like he didn't always have the answer right away. Like sometimes it didn't work, right? Sometimes Jordy, as great as he is, didn't always have the answer, didn't always work, so we had to you know, trial and error. Hey, this didn't work. Let's take what we learned from this and let's rework it and let's try it again. Whereas, you know, <clears throat> Michael Burnham, uh, some just always, you know, hey, what if we do this and it's always right?
0: Wow. But yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. Oh, yeah. So this is like just the one little nitpick, and maybe I just got the tech wrong, but. You know like we couldn't beam them out like because there's something wrong with like some emitters and some other relay whatever stuff i mean i I know that like the like the like deflector and the tractor beam and stuff probably isn't tied to the same systems i just i found it quite convenient that like the tractor beam just worked after not being able to use like some of the systems to beam them over. I don't know. Just, I don't know. It just bugged me well, a little bit.
1: Well, if the tractor beam worked, why couldn't they just, like, jump right off, like, just jump up and then Thank you. F- shoot the tractor beam right at them?
0: Thank you. <laughs> because we had to math. We needed math. We needed, like, not only do we need the damp sine curve, we need some E equals one-half times M times V That's and other weird. fancy formulas going on. Okay?
1: Mm-hmm
0: yeah i want to remember that what's what's that the formula of again eric
1: kinetic energy
0: kinetic energy okay
1: that's why it says e
0: i figured it had to do with energy yes
1: yeah but but kinetic energy a lot of times gets either with a k or a t when i when i took physics right back in the, it, the, stone it yeah, back the, the stone ages yeah back in the stone ages right dark I mean, ages, it's, man. It's, it's been a while it's been a while
2: 20 years
1: it hasn't been that long Stop high school. Come on. You took physics. No, I'm here. talking about when I took physics in college.
0: Almost 20 years. <clears throat> stop. Stop that. <laughs>
2: stop. <laughs> 20 years. Stop it. Stop
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so I guess that just leaves us other, like maybe two scenes more or less, um, not relating to our protostar folks. And that's just um, like this brief flashback like on one end and then this other piece on another end, like in the current time. So we, at one point, like we have like this, um, commissioning, right? Like where we launched the oversized, um, wine bottle, you know, for the protostar where Chakotay is the captain. So we get to see captain Chakotay. Yay. Mm -hmm. Um, on the day that that happens. And, um greeted by you know admiral janeway and they're having a good old talk like i can't believe you're going back to the delta quadrant after all these years yep yeah. what yeah. i wouldn't do it one without um holographic you and a way to get home faster which that's smart on both accounts <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: definitely smart on both accounts and yeah. yeah and and admiral like current admiral janeway is watching the uh, holographic you know recreation of this, the this this yeah she's watching the historical documents documents yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and then and then somebody comes in and says we've we've found the location of the of a proto jump like we know where mm. we know where it happened all yeah. right let's go we're going
0: warp me we're out of here warp me and uh, that brings us to the very end of the episode, where we're we're scanning for life forms, those precious little life forms, Tiny wondering where they are.
2: I just love
0: scanning for life forms.
2: <laughs> 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 um, and
0: we, anyways, we find like a smashed um, uh, com badge. Yes, there's some
1: payoff for this. Like we were, like we were, like talking, like. There's gotta be some payoff, because we like literally saw the badge on the ground twice in in the in that one episode. And we're like, man, there's gotta be a reason for that. And I guess I just thought the reason was is Gwyn saw the reflection in the other badge. But like, mm-hmm. no, there's some payoff. There's a little bit of payoff for it here. Mm-hmm. Janeway is reading the signs wrong.
0: Yeah. She thinks Chicote was here. Yep. And, um, oh, one thing we neglected to mention, which is probably going to come back to either bite us or not in the butt, is the fact that Gwen allegedly has her memories back. She remembers everything. And we've had, like, these moments of, like, the Diviner saying, like, It's a weapon, my progeny, like, throughout this friggin' episode. And, um, anyways, it's the Diviner floating there in the air where janeway and company are seen
1: yeah he's in they, some kind they, of stasis
0: mm-hmm. last time we saw him he was like playing like freaking like batman or chinese checkers well he was drawn and he was
1: drawing yeah. something in the sand because he had lost his mind
0: he was doing something yeah he was having a good old time and scene like this episode like i know like we spent like this is like short i think for like a normal like discussion like but this episode we were talking about this like before we hit go like this episode flew, like you blink three times and this episode's over
2: man
1: well it didn't it didn't waste any scenes like everything no. everything was important to the to the forward momentum of this episode yeah i mean i, I could do without the into darkness opening but like <laughs> i get it right <laughs> we're doing good deeds
2: mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. but like, yeah ev- everything was important and everything just kept pushing us forward
0: yeah done did well so i mean do you guys have any, have any other bits that you want to like throw out there that we maybe missed or need to hash out anymore no okay no. good talk all right let's move into the evaluation portion now let's keep this let train going um, so let's start with the Delta where we're looking at the different divi- divisions of Starfleet service, uh, looking at commands such as leadership stuff, operations, y'all know the drill, and of course science. Um, so yeah, um, David, what are you thinking operation or not operation, uh, Delta
2: wise? Sorry about that. <laughs> Only operation Delta has got it, Chase. I, I yep. appreciate you, uh, handcuffing <laughs> me. It's, it's been great. Um, anyway, <laughs> That's what we're doing tonight, just oh operation. boy, oh boy. Well, I, I mean, I, I could actually start with operations, um, and I, I think that I think that in this, um, we definitely had more of a story structured around kind of just trying to find find where we're where we're fitting in, um, but when everything starts to to go boom, um, we were able to, well, we, as in Rock Talk, was able to utilize her, her current scientific or mathematical knowledge to attempt to get back to the ship via just, you know, jumping. Um, and that's, uh, that's a pretty exact thing, as I'm sure Eric can explain much better than I. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the point is, is that we, we did have that, that attempt to work through her knowledge to this point, uh, I think she even said, eh, "Well, maybe that's just not my science field." But the motor's turning; it's definitely there. You're going through a, a, a method. You're going through a workflow here, so that's I, I would I would call that something science, <laughs> uh, and then operationally while it was uber convenient that the transporters didn't work we also did employ you know the tractor beam to slow momentum and then eventually you know bring everybody back into the ship um i would also give just a small kind of nod to the fact that we went through a procedural scan uh to get these folks sort of in the database which i assume will probably come back later maybe hopefully i mean i i know that we just exploded the station but uh redundancies man so i I, i'm actually kind of cool with with giving a a nod to to science and operations um as far as command though i i i i don't know i i don't know that, that that was necessarily this this kind of episode for me so i'm actually more interested to hear your guys' thoughts on that because i i i just didn't really see it but maybe i wasn't focused on the right thing so
0: all right fair enough eric what are you thinking man
1: (laughs) well i mean you know math math makes me giddy right um this is like yeah we're doing science right i mean this is like this is impressive to be able to calculate everything you need to in such a short time in a pressure situation and hey it doesn't is not going to be perfect sometimes that's okay because science is not perfect people like science is evolving science changes you're not always going to get it right the first time i i I think it's good science right um so yeah i i think that is is a science but i also think like um zero working with Gwyn to try to like get back her memories that that can fall into the science as well right he's he's trying to do medical science to help her and maybe even some psychological sciences to try to help her regain her memories I think Chase can maybe speak more to that um but I, I would consider that to be science um as far as operations I think David made a great point is there's a protocol and a procedure when these people come on the ship, they request asylum. So like we have to, we, hey, we have to go through the steps. You got here, get the scan, get you into the system, send it off to Starfleet. And I think that da- data probably got relayed. So I think that's going to um, to come back at some point. And 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 I, and I would say this. like Chase made this point when we were talking about the last episode of. Lower decks, he says, give some credit. He said, give some credit to Admiral Buenamigo for designing these, these Texas class ships that were automated. Yeah, things went wrong, but it's sure a great feat of engineering and science to create them in the first place. And so, I'll just say, give some credit to the people of Solom and the Vonicot for creating this virus, creating this. And being able to put it into the Protostar to to do its job. And it looks like it did its job very effectively. So, you know, you know, we're saying that's hurting Starfleet, but I think maybe there's some some credit that needs to be given to them. So I'm I'm really good giving a science and giving an operations engineering delta here. <clears throat> and then as far as leadership, you know, I, I think I think we're seeing Dow be a leader here. You know, he's saying he's leading this mission at first, and he said, and and it seems like he has a pretty good, uh, pretty good leadership style, and everyone's following him, and and they had a plan for that mission, so I would chalk that up to leadership. And he's he's got this idea that we need to do good things, and so presumably, they've done some missions along the way, and he's inspiring his crew to to do these. So I, so I think you can give some leadership, some kind of leadership there for Dow. Like, it's not like strict overt in this episode as, as isn't some of the others, but I think you can find it there.
0: Okay. So I think the, like, I mean, like the science stuff, like in the mathing and whatnot, like that's there, like no question um yes i hadn't hadn't truly thought about like the virus in that way eric so i'm glad you brought that up um because that does line up with it um i i don't know like the thing that i think that was the most interesting to me was um like in terms of like maybe some operation stuff was just like the bioscanner i know that's like not like that um fancy, like in the grand scheme of things, like for Star Trek, but like the thing that I was mentioning earlier, like there's been this, um, component of prodigy where we are wanting to find belonging community, et cetera, et cetera. And this feat of engineering, and I might be like bending over backwards to make this work, but just in a moment, just in a moment, like this piece of technology that might be just so overlooked to Federation citizens people that are in the know this gives DAO peace and a sense of belonging so for me that's huge now is it a huge piece of engineering I don't know but I'm I'm throwing it in that bin because I think that that's that's a very powerful moment for Dow like that this piece of technology was able to give him so that we got to use a feat of engineering to give someone some belonging, some sense of peace or whatever we want to call the thing. One thing I did like uh, from like a leadership standpoint, I can't remember exactly how he said it. So unless someone has the transcript open or whatever, uh, when we're, when we're off trying to do some good with um, you know, doing you know star trek voyager and the little mermaid all put together you know dal says something to the effect of remember we're doing this by the book like when it comes to like the prime directive so just reminding the people in their jellyfish mobile like hey we can't be seen we got to ensure the prime directive we we can't contaminate stuff i like that i like that he's learned that there's been this growth in that he's making sure that the people around him, which he did not do before, if we remember, that he is growing in his leadership in terms of how he communicates these things. Not only that, but when they're on the outside of the station with all the things exploding, he's trying to encourage rock talk, right, with, hey, we trust you. You're our science officer, so science it. Like, you don't have to do this alone. So, like, the fact that, you know, not only is he keeping, like, the important things important, but he's also, like, not afraid to delegate, which I think is a very important leadership concept. So, for me, all of it, all of it is, is good to go for this episode. So, straight sweep for me with deltas. So, with that, let's move on to our numerical rating. So, on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being an absolute dumpster fire and 10 being amazing eric what are you thinking man uh
1: i'm so happy to have this show back i know like you. i really am like was this episode the the greatest episode that we've seen from this show no i don't think it's gonna reach i didn't reach the highs like i mean god just looking at the ratings that we have for the back half of of the last season it they're just all so good. And and I think to myself, is this episode as good as any of those? And I don't think it is, but it's still really good. Right? It's it's a really good episode. It was solid. It it, it yeah, it flew by, but I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing because it had so much forward momentum and good pacing. And so I, I enjoyed this episode and I'm glad to have this show back. I'm glad to have 10 uninterrupted weeks of it because <laughs> I mean, when we, when we had that first half of it, honestly, we really didn't do much in that, in that first five episodes, it was like a two parter episode where we introduced dust. Everybody found the proto star and went away. Another episode we're stuck in the gravity well of a star. And then two episodes where, which is basically like one episode where we're stuck on death plan, murder planet, murder, plan, whatever we called it. And like, that was it. Like, wow, we really didn't do much in those five episodes, but man, then that back half. Okay. And anyway, we've talked, we've sung the praises of season one, part a, a, yeah. <laughs> but like I, I, this episode, it's, it's good. It's not, it's not as good as some of those, but it doesn't have to be. Not every episode is going to be a 10. Not every episode is going to be a 9.5, right? I mm-hmm. mean, hopefully we get a 10. I want to give a 10. I don't think I've ever given a 10 on any of our ratings here.
2: Mm. <laughs> David
1: has. Uh, I think, I think there's been one, <laughs> one 10. Yeah. One I don't more know. 10. Maybe my highest rating might be that 9.5. Um, you know, I mean, did I give a 9.5 to that other episode? I'm just going to check real quick. Yes, I gave a 9.5 to that other episode. Okay, anyway, and I think I gave a 9.5 to uh, a season one of Picard episode. Anyway, anyway, um, <laughs> all this is to say, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna give it an 8. It's not, it's not, it's not a high high. I think it's it's really solid and it sets up a good premise for this this run of
2: episodes here. Roger that
0: what are you thinking david
2: oh let's see yeah echoing kind of what eric said it it is really nice to have the show back it is nice that we won't have to you know divide our attention necessarily or be pulled in a different direction we can kind of just uh sit down and feel the warmth of a nice just just a nice show Mm -hmm. um but i also kind of have to agree i i I wouldn't say it's it's uh hitting the high of the highs but i think what keeps us this particular episode out of the like the seven range because we did have sevens in the early part of the season i think what keeps it out of that range for me is just that we've we've established the crew we've established who they are Um, we've established that they are working together. Now we've kind of gotten past a lot of the the awkward growing phase and everybody kind of has a place and it feels, feels a little bit more natural. So that's a, a great platform to dive off of for any show. And it's very hard to get there. We know that from experience, it's hard to get there. Um, And it sets up a couple of interesting things like, uh, oh, Starfleet knows who Dal is. Let's see how that goes. Uh, Gwen's maybe got all of her memories back. She said she remembers everything, but is that everything? Um, You know, we're, we're getting, you know, actual Janeway out in space, spacing it up, finding stasis guys floating around just mm. floating around out there uh-huh. hey what's that thing so I, I think that we're we're doing a good job of building suspense too because now we've seen what the weapon does and we see how potentially dangerous the diviner could be uh, and I have to assume that through some weird thing that I'm sure we'll see prediction is he'll probably regain some of his memories too and probably cause some problems so like there there's a lot of interesting premises that have been set up here for the rest of the season that i find particularly intriguing you know we don't have to drive the entire season and then in like the last two episodes finally get to the point so that's uh we're we're layering more things in there the only miss that this show's done is they split these darn this darn season up. If we wouldn't have done that, you know. That would have been uh, almost pitch perfect. So, as far as the rating goes, thought the episode was fine. Wasn't out of this world. I did like, uh, you know, that we're we're remembering who this crew is, we're remembering where they're going, and we're taking them there while also layering in some uh, story elements that'll be important later. So I I came in, and I think I'm going to stick with the score and also stick with the trend of one-upping Eric with an 8.1. <laughs> that actually was my legitimate score that I was going to come in with, though, so it wasn't intentional this
1: time. <laughs> I mean, just keep doing this to me, David. Just, just, just you wait. One of these days, Chase is gonna say, David, let's give us your rating first, and you're not gonna have me to like guide you. I know, I know. It's one terrible. These days, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to guess the price first, and somebody will come in one dollar you. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, what's gonna happen when Eric finally does give his ten and he gives it first?
2: Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, hey, you know, uh, the ten point one. It's totally legitimate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man.
1: I, I want to give a 10. Like, I want yeah. to give a 10. I've been close. I've been Since we were doing this, I've given out three 9.5s, but nothing higher than that. Mm-hmm. I'm the only one who hasn't gone higher than a
0: 9.5. I, hey, I gave a
1: 9.75. You gave a 9.8 as well. That's true. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Okay um okay so very very fun episode um i'm glad like you two gents i am so happy to be back in the world of prodigy again like this and strange new worlds let's do it all day let's go um i'm glad that we're back um you know with with dal and company with the protostar with the janeways um doing the stuffs. yeah, I wasn't particularly wowed by this episode. Um, so I think that's just the, the continuing trend. Like that was the idea before even asking you guys your thoughts. Um, this was this was a good solid episode. Um, but it wasn't like it didn't have like that X factor, so to speak, uh, to put it like in the, the nine or the ten range, as far as I'm concerned. Um I do agree with David that we are getting some like snippets of stuff um, to kind of like whet our appetite, but also not have to do like exposition dump in the final one to two or three episodes of whatever this back half of season one is going to end up being. Like, we know that we have an identity on Dal, thankfully. Um, now, where that takes us is anyone's guess at this point, apart from like, you know, going to Starfleet, you know command itself Um, I think we have um, like in in a way this felt like a really safe episode um, where we're I mean I think it, it, it served its purpose of like getting us back into into it like kind of like in a gentle kind of way before trying other harder more captivating things so to speak not to Put down this episode because, like I said, this is a very good episode, um, and the number that I had um, coming into this is um, still the number um, that I'm going to be um, leaving with this. Like, I think you guys like pretty much captured my thoughts quite well. Um, like, I'm not—I don't feel like I really need to like rehash it. Um, so. I'm really looking forward to what we have in the next nine or so episodes of this season, um, and with that, I'm also giving this an eight point one.
1: Yeah, um, some of these, some of these um, episode titles coming up, like, you know, they're intriguing to me. Like next week's episode, "Let Sleeping Borg Lie." What does that mean?
0: That we're gonna have some Borg walking around,
1: and then the week after that, all the world's a stage holodeck. Hey, Jaquees, right? From from As You Like It, mm. all the world's a stage. Do you say Jaquees? Is that how you pronounce it?
0: Um, no, no, how you, how you spell that? Tell me how you spell it real quick.
1: Well, I mean, it's spelled like maybe like you would spell Jacques. Or Jacques in French, but a lot of people pronounce it J Oh
0: no, definitely no, 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 Jacques. Okay, I pronounce it J Jacques. Yeah. Okay.
1: David's
2: so, yeah. like nerds. And then all went. <laughs> and then all the French <laughs> transcended on Eric. And they brought all the right. French Canadians with them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So this episode, we have um, an eight and two eight point ones, which brings our overall average to an eight point zero six repeating. So um, I can't remember if you said it, um, one of you guys said it earlier before, but what's um, IMDb saying about this episode so far? Uh, well,
1: I, I um, can bring that up real quick. I I had it up before we started this episode. So yes, that, you did. Of course, you did. Like I'm right. I'm right there. Let's get to this specific episode. Yeah, man. It is an eight point six on IMDB. Wow. Nice. With only eighty two ratings so far.
0: Okay. Okay. So I mean like we're we're slightly below the average. Slightly.
1: Yeah. I think we're good.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I know that we have um um, the the most important part of the show coming up here pretty soon. But before we do, I want to um, give a little bit of, of some space for the young cadet to share some of their thoughts um, and ideas and just experience of this episode. So with that, we're going to go to uh, my daughter, the young cadet. So here we go. Okay, Elena. So uh, we just got done watching the um, episode Asylum from Star Trek Prodigy. What would you think about the episode?
2: Uh well, I don't know.
0: I don't know. Did you did you like the episode?
1: Yeah, but I I well, the part I liked it is when Glenn was stuck in there but it was filling up with water.
0: Yeah, you like that part? Why did you like that part, Pumpkin? Cuz I don't know. It was just—it was a fun part of the episode for you. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about uh, Rock Talk?
1: Um,
2: that was—it was cool. I loved it. <laughs>
0: is um, you, is, who's your favorite character on the show?
2: Uh,
1: Gwen and Rock Talk.
0: Gwen and Rock Talk? Uh huh. Okay. Who'd you have more fun watching this episode, Gwen or Rock Talk? Gwen. Yeah. Uh huh. Is she pretty cool? Uh huh okay so uh, you heard it here for folks there you go um with that um now we can go on to the most important part of the show and that is of course the twitter poll twitter poll that's right all right so um asked a very on-brand question to the twitterverse this go-around and um it was this um what would make the best cover for a hidden in plain sight weapon to activate a computer virus? Okay. So what hidden in plain sight, like seemingly ordinary thing, um, would, would work best or be the best thing, you know, to activate a secret weapon more or less. And the choices were a bouncy ball, a Chia pet, a comb slash brush or a stuffed animal? So, what would make the best cover for a hidden plain sight weapon activated a virus? A bouncy ball, a chia pet, a comb slash brush, or a stuffed animal?
2: I'm gonna go with the chia pet, only because plants. There's there's plants, right? Everybody likes a little desk plant, little, yeah, little prickly yeah. cactus, little right. bonsai tree. Nobody's mm. gonna suspect that. I'm gonna go with the bouncy ball. I'm gonna go with the bouncy ball.
0: <laughs> I'm taking this so seriously. I'm going with the bouncy ball.
1: I'm going with the bouncy ball.
0: Everyone loves a good desk desk plant. Go with the chia pet. All right. Bouncy ball. Let's, let's go to the results then. No, no comments on this one, so let's go to the results. So, you ready for this, gang? Coming in in last place with 0% of the vote, we have us a comb slash brush. Okay. Coming in in third place... With sixteen point seven percent of the vote, we're about to have us an upset here. Bouncy ball. Sorry, bud. Sorry, commander. It's
1: all right. right.
0: There have been no wrong Twitter guesses in zero days. Here we go. Uh, (laughs) Coming in um, is our runner-up with thirty-three percent of the vote chia pet which oh. means that our winner with 50 percent of the vote was a stuffed
2: animal wow i mean that's just too on point you know yeah come on, come on man you just can't put a stuffed animal anywhere what if it has to be in closer proximity to what you want to upload that virus to oh why is that stuffed animal just over there in the corner it's my emotional support stuffed animal.
0: Why Don't is there why why is there an oversized stuffed teddy bear <laughs> on the bridge? Don't ask questions. Don't ask. That's Commander David's stuffed animal. Oh boy. <laughs> it's how he makes it so every day. That stuffed animal. At least it's better than that, like a bag of uh, churros in an unmarked bag. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. More nice and warm oh lord have mercy all right gang well that's it that's it for today thank you as always hope you um hope you enjoyed this hey we got more we have more uh, more prodigy on the way hopefully with no uh no breakups you know what i'm saying lord, lord willing lord willing all right everyone out there and listening what'd you think are you happy to have prodigy back like we are we'd love to hear your thoughts and your opinions on that check us out at trtvpod.com you can also um, let us know your thoughts you can send us a note, um, open up Healing Frequencies, and uh, send it to trtvpod at gmail.com. You can also send us a voice-only transmission to 817-752-4757. There's a three-minute limit before things go boom, and I have to do math, so please don't make me do math. Um, other than that, if you want to mail us something like, I don't know, hot dogs that are like frozen and not spoiled by the time they get here, that's great. On Star Station, PO Box 2455, Azel, Texas 76098. Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, remember to boldly go and make it so.